Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing well. Today's episode is another read aloud bonus episode from 11 by 11, a collection of 11 short stories written by an 11 year old. If you have not listened to previous 11 by 11 episodes, I would highly recommend checking them out. This time is tough with the quarantine and all, but I hope that all of us will come out of the situation stronger and enlightened. I hope that we will start to appreciate all of the little things in life and that we will not take anything for granted. Those who are graduating this year are truly commendable. They have put in so much effort and now are struggling to find their next path. Whether it be from high school to undergrad, undergrad to master's degree, or even master's degree to a real life job. We should all be appreciating and honoring the hard work that these graduates have put in and their strength in dealing with this coronavirus situation. The graduates of 2020 should always be remembered as the ones who had it the worst, but the ones who pulled through and led themselves back onto a path to a brighter future. If you yourself are listening to this episode and are a 2020 graduate, or if you know a 2020 graduate, then remember that hope is not lost and that it will all work out in the end and that we as a society respect and value your efforts or the efforts of those that you love or know. Know that all the hard work that you have done this year is recognized. Many people agree that the class of 2020 should be honored, including former President Barack Obama. Obama is going to deliver a speech recognizing the class of 2020's hard work and accomplishments this Saturday the 16th. This means a lot to me because I truly respect Obama as a president and also this Saturday the 16th is my own older sister's birthday who is graduating from a master's degree on the next day the 17th. To those who are even currently in high school It's been quite unfair to you as well. At least, I know that I miss school terribly, and I'm so sad to think that there are only a few years of high school to live through, and that it's slowly being taken away from us. There are even rumors that at the start of the next year, it'll be digital as well. And I just want to take a moment to let all of my fellow peers and high schoolers out there know that we must continue to excel and strive even from the comforts of our own home. Today's 11 by 11 story is called Injured Idol, and it shows that there is a lesson to be learned, even from the most childish of stories. Please enjoy this story, inspired by the story of the tortoise and the hare, a folktale that I have read many times. Injured Idol Oh my god, was it a bad day or not? I had hurt my leg, missed the school bus, got framed for punching someone, and lost the soccer tournament that I had had that day. We even lost 17 to nothing. It can't get any worse, I said. But boy, was I wrong. I saw a cruncher the second I finished stating that it couldn't get any worse. A cruncher is just what its name suggests. It is a deadly animal with ten times sharper teeth than a lion. It likes to crunch up bones. Its favorite victims are frogs,
turtles, dogs, and humans. It jumped up and bit my leg. Ah, oh, I lost some skin. I could see the humongous bite mark on my ankle. Then, as it looked to strike again, I heard a howl, and the cruncher ran into the woods nearby. It must have been the howl of some family member looking for him or some known one calling for him. I had learned a lesson. Never say it can't get any worse because you have no idea. Things can always find a way to get worse. It got worse again because on the way home, a thunderstorm started. Today was just the worst day ever. I tried to start running, but it hurt a lot because I was still injured from the bite from the cruncher. I limped, but perhaps a bit too quickly as I stumbled on a rock and fell face first. It hurt. As I got up, I saw a weird animal a few yards away from the cave of the water. The cave of the water was a home for many animals, including turtles and frogs. The animal looked so weird. It looked like some sort of mutated turtle. Suddenly, I saw a soggy note on the animal. The note was written in some weird language, but for some reason, I was able to read it. It said, Dear Turtrog, don't forget to eat your lunch. Remember to make us proud. We love you, son. Sincerely, Mother Frog and Father Turtle. So now I understood. The animal was named Turtfrog and was a hybrid between a turtle and a frog. For some reason, it reminded me of my hero, the turtle who beat the legendary super speedy hare in a race. He walked at a very slow speed, but he was still able to win. I saw a bite mark on its leg that looked remarkably familiar. Of course, it must have been bitten by a cruncher as well, because it was the same bite mark as the one on my own leg. I knew I couldn't leave this animal injured in a thunderstorm, so I decided to take it home. I snuck Turtrog under my bed in my bedroom and promised to give it food. After dinner, I snuck the leftover bread to Turtrog. After he was full, he gave me a hug. Suddenly, he saw a photo of my hero turtle and said, Dada! I was so surprised. That's your father, I yelled. Turtrog nodded and hugged the picture. I understood. Turtrog was going to the colossal animal race in three months. His dad was retired, so he had to continue the family tradition. I asked Turtrog to show me how fast he was. He started running. He was pretty fast, but he needed lots of training. Can I train you? I asked. Turtrog nodded. I was so happy. I devoted all my time into training him for the race. I taught him to vibrate his fins to create a water blast that would make him fly across the water. I trained him to jump across vines for the jungle part of the race, and I also taught him to crouch into the shell so that he could roll downhill. His speed increased greatly while doing all this training. I even stopped playing with some of my friends so that I could train Turtrog even more. Once one of my friends followed me to the pool in my backyard after school one day and saw me training Turtrog. Of course, he didn't know that Turtrog was actually named Turtrog, and he, saw, and he thought that it was just some mutant turtle. The next day, when he came over for dinner, he asked, What's that mutant turtle you have? I asked him to be quiet so that my parents wouldn't hear him. When he left, my parents forced me to show them this mutant turtle. I introduced them to Turtrog and told them the whole story. That's very nice, but now return him to the forest, they said. I was so angry and upset, and I yelled, No! If you want to keep that ugly beast, then go to our old cabin. 
It's near a lake. You can train Turtrog there. We'll provide food, water, and money. It's also not too far from the big race. Only a 15-minute walk. Got it? They asked. I was sad to leave my parents, but I knew that I couldn't leave Turtrog. We worked so hard to train. All of our hard work paid off when Turtrog zoomed across the lake in only 3.2 seconds. We really wanted to win the $10,000 and the trophy. More than that, we wanted to keep the tradition alive and for Turtrog to make his parents proud. Finally, after what had seemed like years, it was the day of the monumental race. Hare Jr. was there too. He was the son of the Hare who had lost against Turtrog's father. Turtrog's father and mother saw him walking by the camera on TV and they were so proud because their son was carrying the family tradition. There were two blocks. There was block A and there was block B. The contenders would race the people in their block and the winners of the blocks would face off in the finals. Turtrog was in block A while Hare Jr. was in block B. Hare Jr. and Turtrog both were able to win their blocks, but Turtrog was worried because he had beaten Brown Owl by 13 minutes, but Hare had beaten his twin Black Owl by 1 hour and 37 minutes. Black Owl and Brown Owl were pretty much the same speed. Even though Black Owl had been caught in a trap for an hour and 13 minutes, Hare Jr. proved to be faster than Turtrog by at least 11 minutes. As Turtrog walked out onto the track, he knew that it might not be very easy to win. In the second part of the race, which was the swimming part, Turtrog was winning, but only by a few yards. But Hare Jr. was catching up slowly, but he was still catching up. Turtrog didn't want to do it, but he would have to break a rule. He broke the rule of not doing anything to slow an opponent down. The first step was accidentally spraying water on the camera. Now nobody could see what he was going to do next. Turtrog used his fins, as he was taught, to vibrate and create a water blast that he sent at Hare Jr. Hare Jr. was sent flying back, but for some reason, the water blast hit a rock and then hit Hare Jr.'s back and he was sent flying towards the finish line. And he crossed the finish line just a millisecond before Turtrog was able to. Turtrog learned his lesson, because if he hadn't cheated, then maybe he would have been able to win with his own merit. We started to train again for the upcoming race, but this time, I decided that I must teach Turtrog that winning was not as important as the spirit of participating and working hard. In all of Turtrog's future races, he kept the tradition of honesty and hard work alive, and most often he won. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope you remember to go out there to all those 2020 graduates that you know, and to let them know that you're extremely proud of them. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with another episode of SOAR. I implore you to SOAR.